Hi and welcome to the second deep dive episode of Young Confused and Well Read, which is a style of episodes I just recently started doing where I take a look at a concept of our society and critically try to break it down and analyze its meaning for us. So if you have been listening for the past few weeks, you know I'm doing a Christmas theme over here. So every week before Christmas, I bring you another Christmassy episode. And therefore, this deep dive episode is all about Christmas. I will take a look at the history of the holiday and then basically analyze what the holiday has turned into, how it changed over time, where its origins stem from, and basically society's view on the holiday in general. So a complete little deep dive study of Christmas, basically, all wrapped up in one episode. If you are interested in the history of Christmas or in the topic in general or anything I might be mentioning in this episode, feel free to check out the show notes. I have linked a few resources and links down there so you could go check them out and see for yourself what you can find out. And without further ado, I think it is time to take a look at the history of Christmas and figure out how it basically came from a Christian holiday and the celebration of the birth of Jesus into what it is now, which is a more family-focused and probably also very capitalistic holiday. Because Christmas is so widely celebrated, at least in the westernized world, which would count for like, for example, Europe and America, but also for example, Australia, um, where it is, yeah, well, mostly celebrated. Obviously not every country in the world, not every culture is taking part in the holiday because originally it is a Christian holiday. So this is, you know, where it is mostly celebrated in places where, you know, Christian people live or people who follow certain Christian values live, because if you know um, a country where the majority of people are or used to be Christian also has mostly Christian values linked to their politics and their culture, um, that is just how country develop. So that is why maybe you're not a Christian, but you still celebrate Christmas, which is also a thing that is happening now that wasn't originally the case. But yes, historically, Christmas is the celebration of the birth of Jesus on the 25th of December. Now, as like I was saying, because it's so globally celebrated, each celebration looks a little bit different. Like I said, some people actually like open their presents, which is one Christmas tradition that eventually got introduced uh, with time um, on the 25th. Other open them on the night of the 24th. So you can see, even though it's like a globally celebrated holiday, it does look different for each and every one of you. But let's start and see how the holiday actually started and then take a look on how it developed into what it is now, which is, like I was saying with the example with the presents, a little bit more capitalistic than it probably used to be. Now, it may come to some people's surprise that the holiday originally is not as religiously 
linked as you might think. And the Christmas we know today, again, developed over a long time and was influenced from many different cultures and kinds of celebrations. There is like a Roman influence, for example, uh, but there's also a Neolithic influence, which was many, many years ago. Uh, but one influence that is something that was brought up over and over again is some celebrations from culture like the midwinter solstice or the person jewel festival which was basically a celebration during the time of year where the days are the shortest which is i think around the 21st of december leading on to the 24th 25th so people were celebrating the end of the hardest part of winter and basically inviting in the longer days and spring and they did that by hanging up a lot of lights or like obviously back then there wasn't any electricity so they probably light candles and made fires and decorating with greenery and what you now can see is like probably where historically the decoration of lights is stemming from by light by hanging up lights they were inviting in the light like the longer days and then the greenery was also supposed to invite the spring and the plants because you know back in the day um there weren't grocery stores <laughs> and obviously uh winters were usually very hard so they were like celebrating that now the hardest part is over and spring is about to come etc 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 and that is a tradition that was eventually picked up by the church so that is not a christian holiday that's not a christian celebration um it is um from another culture another maybe you can't even say religion and there are quite a few versions why eventually the birth of Jesus was celebrated on the 25th and how that came to be that was a decision the church eventually made like a lot of things uh, because looking back the most important celebration for the church used to be um, Easter so you know the Easter celebration and I think with time it switched to like the death of Jesus become less significant than the um, birth of Jesus I think Christmas is globally a bigger deal but also probably because it is linked to many many other things that I'm going to get into but um yeah there are many different ideas why the church eventually used to choose the 25th of December for that celebration the church itself argued that god like I'm not religious at all like I have not read the bible like I've I know what is in the Bible, but I have not read it like back to back, no Bible study. And so if I'm wrong with this, I'm sorry, this is what I found out during my research. But apparently, you know, when God created the world, um, it was in March and around the 25th of March. Now, I don't know how true that is and how like valid that date is, but the argument the church basically used since the world was created on the 25th of March, that also must have been the day Jesus was created. And nine months 
after the 25th of March is the 25th of December. So that must have been the day Jesus was born because a woman, you know, is pregnant for nine months. That is the argument the church used itself to justify why they celebrated on the 25th of December. Other historians argue that the church just chose to date because like I was saying, they were celebrations from other cultures and religions like the festival I was just describing that were already established. So it is easier to just put a holiday basically during the same time um, in order to like make your religion spread and more predominant because people are already celebrating and because Christianity always wanted to expand and you know take draw people in and yeah you know make them Christians so they apparently put it on the same day where already a lot of cultures were celebrating to introduce their own festival and then cultivate basically people into their own celebrations and obviously if something's already established it's always easier to build on that so that is probably one of the reasons that was also chosen um as the day but you know nobody knows for absolutely sure but it is interesting to think about it now the christmas celebration we know today took shape during the victorian age which is around the uh 1900 so around 1800 there's some different dates like for example the usa started christmas as a federal holiday in 1870 so you have roughly an idea of in the victorian ages and it also like obviously developed in each and every country individually like people in america used to celebrate it a bit different people in great britain used to celebrate it a bit different and traditions we also come to know now like the christmas tree they come from different places the christmas tree tradition is for example from germany hanging up your stockings is a dutch tradition and a christmas card so like writing a christmas card is great from great britain i don't know if it's english um but yeah it's roughly from there and that is where things you know come to be uh, for example um also what you eat for christmas is different in each country obviously but um that like eating what are you even eating <laughs> i'm very confused because in germany we eat something else but i think eating like ducks like what kind of bird you ate for christmas i don't know why it was birds but um that was also different from um each place you lived in because obviously like um with the turkey that americans ate that wasn't like a bird that was for example native in great britain so they didn't have turkey but then with globalization and things spreading and people exchanging traditions um that came to be so for example by people from the netherlands immigrating over to america some of their traditions got introduced there and vice versa basically so this is how all of this came to spread and how we basically come to realize that the christmas now um is built up of so many different kinds of traditions from so many different places which is probably also one of the reason why it was able to establish itself as such a big holiday i would probably say one of the biggest holidays celebrated worldwide um and with a lot of significance um, the Victorian age was also, at least in Great Britain, you know, the time where the holiday became more family focused. So away from its religious aspect, 
more towards a celebration within their family um, and sharing with loved ones, which one was due to um, the, in Great Britain, due to the um, yeah, monarchy, due to Queen Victoria and her family and her traditions at the time. Her husband, I think, was from Germany and he also brought over some of that tradition and that's how the family focus came to be. But also during that time, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol became more popular, which is also introducing a lot of values of Christmas that later were picked on uh, through the story. So basically, once again, showing how certain media, which back in the day mostly was literature and books, for example, can influence such a big holiday um, that was, you know, based on different values, introducing new values over time, and also probably introducing a new economic mindset through the tale, opening a conversation of ownership, giving back. You know, if you know the Christmas Carol, uh, you know, I think most people know the story. And the message is basically that money only has a value if um, it is useful to develop economy, if you use it also for a good deed. Um, yeah, it's basically bringing in another like virtue, I think Christmas over the time stands for. So what we basically come to learn is that Christmas is managing to stay relevant, not necessarily because of its religious roots, but because uh, it manages to compile so many different cultural approaches to the holiday together and um, basically creates this like shared values like the shared space where you are able to share your values with and um, adapting with time to different ideas and I think that is very interesting and shows how Christmas has so many um, yeah different different origins um, and you can't really trace it back to just one like one of it because it's so globally developed um so christmas has become the last refuge of locality and folk and family tradition and managed to let that tradition live on so it over time is able to gain in significance Now, we can't talk about Christmas without talking about the legend of Santa Claus because Santa Claus doesn't have anything to do with the birth of Jesus. So how did he came to be and became, you know, the bringer of Christmas gifts? So Santa Claus can be traced back to a monk named Saint Nicholas and like according to a legend, like I don't know how sure we can be that that person really existed, but that monk was born in Turkey around 280 after the birth of Jesus, so AD. And he was a monk who gave away his wealth to help the poor and sick. Um, in Germany, we have a tale about Saint Nicholas that is roughly the same thing, but we see Saint Nicholas as a separated person from Santa Claus, or as we call him in Germany, Weihnachtsmann. Um, but, you know, 
he basically like gave away to the poor and sick so that is where the tradition of giving things come from he was also the protector of children and sailors and he entered american popular culture in the late 18th century as dutch families immigrated to the country and celebrated saint nicholas or santa claus as they called it so santa claus is where santa claus is coming from and the view of santa claus we know now still is coming from a marketing industry and once again was shaped through the media in many ways but it wasn't made by the media they were using basically that legend and that person and just basically shaped him like basically the whole holiday was you know there was something established and then it was you know basically taken in and shaped in a certain way and I think this is basically the whole way Christmas was made like also having these little traditions like the Christmas tree and the um the Christmas card and just basically throwing it all together and then mixing it up and then you have like this whole Christmas thing um I think you can imagine it like that but a big role on how media like I know used the word media and people might be confused but media used to be something like literature like I was saying as well so media um, was shaping it and a big role was the 1822 story Twas the Night Before Christmas by Clement Clark but the appearance of Santa Claus as we know him today, you know, with his red coat and a little bit chubbier and then his hat, only really manifested in the late 19th century by political artist Thomas Nast and yes, Coca-Cola. So the image we have from him is coming from that and is coming from a marketing strategy that was used to sell products, which Santa Claus is still largely used for especially during christmas time you know especially by coca-cola we all know their um, advertisement with santa claus to basically sell the product to people but once again santa claus the character and the idea is not coming from coca-cola they just took that character and instrumentalized it and shaped it and that was so significant because media has such a big impact that it was eventually adapted by all of us and now this is how we managed to establish a view on Santa Claus. So I think that's really interesting. If you want to know more about how media is influencing us in our society, you can listen to the other deep dive episode I have going on, which is exactly about that. But for now, let's stick with um, our Christmas theme. Now that we basically managed to understand the origin of Christmas and how it basically changed from being a very Christian holiday which obviously it still is and I do think and do believe for many that is still the core value or one of the core value of Christmas but it also switched over to a more family focused celebration you know why most people go and celebrate it with their loved ones with their family but also more commercialized. It is more about giving gifts, which is like a big thing about Christmas for most people and which is also how Christmas is often portrayed as. So we can see that with the media marketing their products, like I was saying, um, with Christmas things, like, you know, making Christmas products, like for example, the makeup industry having a special Christmas edition 
or using popular figures like Santa Claus to market their product towards consumers. Um, brands, you know, bringing out their brand new products around Christmas time because they know people are going to go and buy presents and basically making this idea of showing your love through giving and giving a lot. <laughs> so basically I was like, you need to buy to be happy. Um, but then disguising it all around this very cozy and wholesome feeling, you know, because you're going to be happy if you're giving gifts and it's all so nice and creating that whole bubble and that whole idea that was really internalized by a lot of people. Um, that was also in the extreme that we know it today, basically shifting even more like towards capitalism in the 1970s most of these shifts or like this shift especially is coming from america during the region era um the regan era i'm sorry well i don't know why i mispronounced his name so badly um and the reason why so we are adopting to it is first of all because we're a globalized world and we can take on like we just learned traditions from other places but also because america globally is the biggest influencer um once again directing you towards the other episode i did um america has a very very big influence on us and our behavior uh and is a big player in that so that is also how you know different things that you know shifted in america then also shifted in different places might be a little bit different with time so if something is happening in america it might happen a little time after in another place but since we're so globalized usually that is a very fast shift so it isn't like it happens in america and then 10 years later it's happening in europe but rather it's happening in america and then there's a nearly immediate shift in other places as well so we're adapting really fastly to american values because we can consume american content um and they are a big i would say trendsetter with a lot of things and we're adapting to like once again way way better explained in the other episode um that is a deep dive episode about the cultural industry but for now this is how it happens so there was this economic shift during the 1970s where people started to perceive themselves more as economic and cultural actors and you know where capitalistic values became even more important to people and consumerism was even made more popular and the focus was shifting from ethics towards aesthetics as David Harvey puts it in the conditions of the postmodernity and the marketing industry was, you know, really booming and using all of the things that I was just saying um, and already giving you examples for that. So what is happening with that is that obviously we are all participating in a capitalistic society nonetheless because we live in one. But by participating in Christmas and a formerly really predominantly Christian holiday, we also automatically participate in capitalism. And capitalism become such a big part of the holiday, like I was say just saying with the many examples. And media, once again, really reinforces this narrative on us, especially through Christmas movies, for example, which always portray a certain way to celebrate Christmas but it always looks the same so if you watch a lot of Christmas movies doesn't matter if you're watching you know 
Christmas movies meant for children or like rom-coms or whatever, Hallmark movies whatsoever, although they're very American, there's always a certain formula on how Christmas is celebrated and all of these movies, it's very much the same and it's very much a westernized narrative. Um, you know, also like the thing with a lot of people are wearing Christmas sweaters like in the thing. So, you know, it's a thing like that or a color theme maybe even or, you know, all of like a lot of decoration whatsoever. Um, and basically these movies therefore show you a certain way to celebrate Christmas the right way, which once again is based on capitalism. An example I would just like to use is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which also used to be a children's book. Um, it still is a children's book, but the movie was based on that book. Um, and it seems like the movie is rather telling you that you don't need all of these things because you know, the Grinch is stealing Christmas, he's stealing all the presents, he's stealing all the decoration and the trees. And in the end, the who's and who will still celebrate Christmas and are still merry and jolly and are having an amazing time. So Christmas is rather about love. But what the movie also does is that the Grinch in the end realized that what he'd done is wrong and he brings the who's Christmas back. So he like, he returns all the gifts and all the things he stole. And then his heart, you know, is growing again because like he has like such a little heart because he's so mad and he hates Christmas so much and he's so unlovable because he hates Christmas so much. That is kind of the message of the movie as well. And then once he, you know, turns towards Christmas and participates in the who's celebration with all the things, with like the gifts, the trees, the decorations, that is when he turns happy. So what the movie is basically underlining here as well is that even though it tells you you don't need all of these things, in the end they have all of these things and that is what makes it a happy ending and that is what made, makes the Grinch happy so there is kind of that message of you do kind of need these things, you know, they're not, maybe you don't but if you have them, you know, and you are only a good person if you participate and if you love Christmas, like that is also a thing we say is, you know, when you don't like Christmas, you are the Grinch. So if you don't want to um, participate in the celebration of Christmas as it is, people call you the Grinch. And the Grinch is not a very, you know, I do, obviously we go like, ah, oh, I like the Grinch. But would you really like the Grinch if the ending of the book was, you know, the Grinch stole Christmas and never returned and stayed mean and rude and unlovable, then you wouldn't like it, you know? So the Grinch is rather a more unlikable character until he then turns around and turns into the actually kind of nice guy. That is only when we come to love him. Only when he starts loving Christmas as well. So that is a thing to think about and how, you know, capitalism is also reintroduced through what we consume. And also because Christmas is so marketed towards children, um, that is also how Christmas manages to live on because a lot of values we have as children, we carry on into adulthood and keep. And obviously Christmas is for many people such a wholesome tradition and has so many wholesome memories. And that is why we love to keep on doing these things, but it's just a thing we need to think about is how the content we consume and the way we take it in and think about it is also influencing us and our thoughts about the holiday. 
Now, all of that might have just made you think that, oh my god, I can't enjoy Christmas anymore, or maybe not put you in the most Christmassy mood, but obviously, all of these things, even though they are true and they are part of the holiday, don't mean that you can't enjoy it and you can't enjoy Christmas. I'm the biggest Christmas lover. I'm the biggest Christmas advocate. It's my favorite time of year. Truly is. I love all the Christmas movies. I love Christmas themed. I go buy that product where Santa Claus is on for sure because I think it's cute. Am I absolutely participating in capitalism and are their marketing strategies working absolutely on me? Yes. But you know what? What really matters in the end is what Christmas means to you and the role it serves as an individual. Because once you really start thinking about your own Christmas traditions, it won't be only about consuming. And that will not be the one thing you love about the holiday. There are so many different things you can love, like so many different traditions you establish for yourself. Like one thing I love about Christmas so so much is or tree decorating tradition. Maybe for you it's the food or simply being with your loved ones. I personally love picking out gifts for other people because I do believe truly it is my love language. So don't worry if there maybe are values in Christmas that were simply induced to make money and make profit. The holiday for you and what it means to you is what really matters. Or to say it with how it was set in The Grinch Stole Christmas, because I just used it as an example. Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And because there won't be another episode before Christmas, I wish you all a merry, merry celebration if you're celebrating. Happy holidays and a wonderful, wonderful time. And we hear each other again after Christmas. And I hope till then you stay young, confused and well-read.